Greetings, fellow podcast listeners. Welcome to Volume 3, Episode 4 of the On Worship Songs podcast. This is the last episode of this volume, which has served as a bit of a companion piece to the Volume 2 episodes. So you can take these eight episodes now and string them together, kind of like a sermon series. I'd love for you to check out a special feature on the website, speaking of sermons, if you head over to onworship.org slash sacrifice, you'll find a special page dedicated to the song, Let My Life Be a Sacrifice, which I've already featured an episode for on this podcast. I recently preached a sermon around the song, so on the webpage, you'll find a video of the sermon, as well as a downloadable manuscript. You'll also find the song and chord sheet and podcast episode all right there. I'd love for you to pass it along to whomever you think would be blessed by it. Okay, let's get going. I am Chris, and this podcast is on worship songs. Today's song is another one that I have already released on my Above and Beyond EP, and it's based off of some of the oldest passages of praise that our scriptures give us. I'll get into all that and more right after we listen to my recently recorded acoustic demo of You Are So Faithful. Compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. You are the one who brings redemption, your way is freedom and justice. You are the song. You are my salvation You are so faithful You are so faithful Never changing You are ever true You are so faithful You are so faithful You guide my steps And you see me Heard our cries when we were suffering And you were moved to send us your help You broke the bonds of our oppression You set us free and you made us well You are the author of our salvation You are so faithful, you are so faithful, never changing, you are ever true. You are so faithful, you are so faithful, you guide our steps and you see us through. Whoa. 
are so faithful You are so faithful Never changing You are ever true You are so faithful You are so faithful You guide my steps And you see me There it is. You are so faithful. Let's get into it. Nearly all of the lyrics to this song are from the book of Exodus or directly inspired by it, with the exception of one line, which has its origin in the book of Hebrews, which is pretty fitting for the context of praise songs from Exodus. There are just a couple of passages in Exodus that give us most of this material. Chapter 34, verses 6 through 7 and then pretty much the entirety of chapter 15. Chapter 15 features a couple of songs the people of Israel sang as they celebrated their deliverance from slavery in Egypt and particularly how God defeated Pharaoh's army to bring them that deliverance. These are thought to be the earliest recorded, most ancient praise songs in our scriptures and tradition. And it was common to encounter these songs for generations in Jewish temple worship. Now, as a white, straight, middle-class Christian man from the United States of America living in the 20th and 21st centuries, I want to be careful with how much I claim to relate to the captivity and suffering of the people of Israel. In our church culture today, we too often hear about how Christians in the USA are persecuted and how we are suffering. And there are all these songs about how we fight our battles and so on and so forth. In the context of history and even of the current era, I have it really easy. There are real sufferings that other people have gone through and continue to go through that I have not and likely will not know. So for my context as a worship leader, I tend to steer away from these themes in my song selections. I have a reverence for traditional songs like All Fly Away. Now, All Fly Away was sung by African-American slaves while they worked in the fields. People who believed their only hope was to pass on from this life into the next. And I deeply appreciate that song and I recognize that that song is not mine. It is not for me. Out of respect and reverence, I don't sing that song. I haven't earned that song. I haven't lived that song. My sufferings are not on the level of that song. That said, I was one day inspired to write this song pulled from the book of Exodus. I have not had the experiences that the people of Egypt are singing about here, but I can celebrate what God did for them and in turn reflect on my own life and celebrate what God has done and continues to do for me. Even for me, though my situation has not been nearly as dire as theirs, God has moved in my life of privilege. So I will let their songs inspire mine with great respect and reverence and acknowledgement of how blessed even my worst day has been in comparison. The passage from chapter 34 
is pretty cool. It's actually God's description of himself. This is how God describes the character of God. And I think this is the first time in scripture where he does that. This this is where the song kicks off. The lyric here takes the words and phrases from God's self-description and turns them to praises. Exodus 34, 6 through 7 reads, The Lord passed in front of him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord is a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger and abounding in faithful love and truth, maintaining faithful love to a thousand generations, forgiving iniquity, rebellion, and sin. This is where I get my opening line. You are compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. You are the one who brings redemption. Your way is freedom and justice. The little bit about redemption and freedom and justice is my own piece, but it's all inspired by the context of the story of the book of Exodus, right? God has redeemed Israel from captivity, set them free, and punished their captors. Now they're on their way to establishing their own country, their own culture, their own way of life, free from the shackles and the systems of their former masters. So we see redemption, freedom, justice. If you'd like some cool insight into Exodus 34, 6 through 7, let me recommend an episode of the Bible Project podcast. Episode 211, which they called the most quoted verse in the Bible. Tim Mackey does a great job of exploring this passage, and I highly recommend checking it out. The closing line of verse 1, You are my song. You are my salvation is a line that shows up again and again throughout scripture, sometimes changed a little bit. You might find it in Isaiah or the Psalms looking just like this or looking like you are my strength. You are my song, my salvation, or maybe you'll find in other places changed to you are my shield and my song or my strength and my shield, etc., etc. Coming from the book of Exodus, this is likely the first recorded use of a phrase like this. This is a great line. It's a poetic line. It's a mysterious line. It's easy enough to understand what it means that God is our salvation, but God is our song. That's cool. Like, God is what we should be singing about. God is why we should be singing. God is who we should be singing to. If God is what we're singing about, then God would need to be what we are thinking about. God is what drives us, motivates us, inspires us. God is our focus. God is the song stuck in our heads. Cool stuff. You'll find most of verse 2 comes out of Exodus 15 pretty directly. You heard our cries when we were suffering, and you were moved to send us your help. You broke the bonds of our oppression. You set us free and made us well. You are the author of our salvation. This chapter of Exodus contains praise songs by both Moses and Miriam that reflect on what God has done for them and the journey they have just taken. The line about made us well may come from my own musings on salvation, thinking about by whose wounds we are healed, which originally comes from Isaiah, but then was quoted in 1 Peter. I'm not entirely certain if that was on my mind when I wrote it, but that's what was popping into my head now, and it feels right. The book of Hebrews, chapter 5, verse 9, is where the phrase author of our salvation comes from, depending on the translation you might be reading. When I wrote the song, that phrase just came to mind in a natural way. I wasn't aware at the time 
that had its roots in the book of Hebrews, which is a letter written to explain the gospel to Jewish readers that I was now quoting in the context of writing a song out of ancient Jewish praises. On my end, that's a cool, unintended coincidence. But I do believe that God inspires my songwriting. So, is it really a coincidence, or did the true author of the song know exactly what he was doing? That is about it for this song, a simple praise song rooted in some of our most ancient scriptures that give us God's first description of God's own character and our earliest recorded praise song lyrics. As with other tracks featured on the Above and Beyond EP that I've shared on this podcast, I will close with my more produced version, which you can find on just about every music streaming platform out there. Thanks so much for joining me today. May this song encourage you to see how God is moving in the areas of hardship in your life and help you to remember that God is your very song a theme which may pop up in the upcoming episodes. Uh, Until next time, I have been Chris, and this podcast has been on Worship Songs. So faithful
ever changing. You are everything. 